The Holy Ghost is in this room right now. Come on, let the Holy Spirit fill you up today. Let the world pass away. Let all the cares of this life, they're going to be there when you walk out those doors. But right now, you're in the presence of Jesus. You're in the presence of your Savior. You're in the presence of the King of Kings. Come on, uh, push beyond your feelings. Uh, push beyond uh, the circumstance. Let Jesus fill your life full. Let him fill your life full of the Holy Spirit, full of his love. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, this is my prayer. Lord, fill me full. And being full of the Holy Ghost. That's what God's calling you to. Not part-time, full-time. Being full of his presence. Someone say in Jesus' name. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving and praise today for his spirit is here and his presence is abiding with us. Mm. And let the church say amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. If you're online, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Pastor Nate here at Pineview Church, and I'm so glad to be with you today. I have a word from the Lord, and I want to get right to it because that is why we're here. Amen? Today, I want to talk to you about a simple subject. Simply speak, Lord. Can you say that with me? Speak, Lord. We're living in a time where there are so many voices we're not sure who to listen to. The fact checkers are being fact checked and the fact checker fact checker is being still fact checked and, and there seems to be lies on every corner. So many voices with so many opinions, so many things. There are preachers on every channel. There are ministers on every Facebook. There's somebody talking to you about something if you will listen. The key is you and me. The key is whether we decide to listen. In this world, at this moment, at this time, we are inundated with technology so much so that when we get up in the mornings, we flip through our Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, and I'm not opposed to that, but I am opposed to allowing everything you see to influence your life. You see, our souls are precious. Someone say amen. Our lives are precious. The word of God is sure and amen. And in my life and in yours, if we're not careful, we will let so many voices speak into us that we will never be able to hear the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord, not man. The word of God, not man's ideas. That's the achievement. That's the thing that we're looking for. So today I want to talk to you about speak, Lord. We know the story of Samuel. And if you don't know the story of Samuel, you can find that in the Old Testament. You can find it in Samuel, the book of Samuel in the Old Testament. And you're going to be able to read all about this young man's life and see him mature and becoming a prophet. But I want to talk to you about someone that was before Samuel, his mother, Hannah. Hannah was this amazing woman who could not have a child, and she begged the Lord, she pleaded with the Lord, and she 
promised the Lord many things. You can read that story and see the intensity of her cry and the desperation in her spirit, Pastor Ben. She was desperate for an answer and God granted her wish. But in the granting of her wish, she promised that she would give back that son to him, to the Lord and his house. And so Samuel, from a young age, went to live with the high priest Eli, and Eli was the priest. Now, Eli had a lot of problems. If you study this Bible and this book, you're going to find that Eli had sons, and they were corrupt and wicked, and they brought debauchery to God's house, and they dis, uh, was a horrible individuals when it come to righteousness and the things that was important to God. And they drugged that into the house of God. But you see, Hannah was a person that holds or held a promise. The promise was that Samuel would be a man of God and walk in faith and do the things. But she had to give him to this individual, this high priest who God had already began to judge. And we find and catch up with this young man, Samuel, in 1 Samuel 3 and verse 1. Let me read this story so that you get a good grasp of where God wants to take you in your heart today. The Bible says, now the boy Samuel... Most experts say that he was between the age of 12 and 14. That the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. Someone shout, he ministered. I want you to denote the, the, the preciseness of this passage. I want you to look at the nuance and the absoluteness of what God is trying to speak. And the Bible says Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was what? Rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow dim that he could not see. Uh, the Bible says in verse 3, And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, uh, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, the Lord called Samuel. And he said, Samuel... And he said, here I am. Not to review totally, but I talked to you two weeks ago about how Abraham at the bottom of his mountain said, here I am. But the here I am at the top of his mountain was very different. One was out of obedience and one was out of sacrifice. One was a place of unknowing. One was a place of knowledge and understanding. Here I am. I challenged you to say to the Lord, here I am. I want to take you on to the next step where God wants us. We're talking about seasons of change. We're talking about a new season. We're talking about focusing on the soil of our souls. We're talking about speak, Lord. In this moment, we find in verse 3 that there was a lamp of God. If you understand the Old Testament and the requirements of the tabernacle, there was a lamp that burnt in the same place that you found uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of God. And that lamp was never to go out. So there was always someone in the room, Brianna. There was always someone tending the lamp so that it never went out. It fell upon the duty of Samuel and Eli to watch this lamp that night. They were there watching the lamp of God. I want you to notice for just a second that 
while they were watching the lamp of God, hear me today, uh, while they were tending uh, and doing the duty of God's house, they were near the absolute presence and glory of God, uh, the Shekinah glory in the, that place, uh, in that tabernacle. It was in the Ark of the Covenant. That ark was there and the candle or the lamp of God was there. And yet we find earlier that in verse 1 it said that the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Pastor Ben, I begin to, how can you sleep and walk and talk next to the absolute presence of God? And it says the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Revelation was not widespread. They were sleeping next to the Almighty God as it was known in the law in that place, that Ark of the Covenant. And yet, they could not hear Him. They could not know Him like He intended. We find that it is here that the Bible says and uh, they, they were laying there and, and, and the lamp of God went out of the tabernacle of the Lord and the ark of the Lord was there. And while Samuel was lying down, the Lord called Sam. Samuel, here am I, Lord, he says in verse 4. So he ran to Eli and said, here am I, for you called me. And he said, uh, I didn't call you, young man. No, go lie down. And he went and he laid down. And the Lord yet called again. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and he went out uh, and, and, he, and he, he asked Eli, hey, Eli, um, here I am. Uh, uh, what, what do you need me? What's going on? And, and Eli again said, uh, yeah, I, I, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Verse 7 says a very interesting passage that now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. He was, in, uh, he was serving God's house. Hear me. He was serving God's house. He was in God's house. He was in the room with His glory. And yet He had no revelation, nor had He yet heard the word of the Lord for Himself. My God, help us in this hour that we don't come to God's house. We've been raised in God's house. We've been around God's house. We've witnessed His glory. We've seen others delivered. We've seen others set free. And yet, we have not heard the word of the Lord for ourselves. We don't sense His glory. Our revelation is stunted because it's rare in our lives that we open ourselves to the Almighty God to do whatever He will in our life. To abandon self and say, not my will, but Thy will be done. There was a moment that Samuel understood, I'm willing, here am I. But he had no understanding. He was willing, but he had no understanding because because Eli, the priest, had not taken time to teach him, to show him. It took God three times calling this young man until finally, finally Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Verse 9 says, therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say. Someone shout, must say. You, oh, come on, shout it, must say. If you're online, type it in, must say. Come on now. We must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. 
Say that with me. Speak, Lord, for your servants here. I want you now just to close your eyes and I want you to personalize that. Lord, I'm here, but speak, Lord. I want to hear. Are you coming to God's house and bump up next to his glory? Are you a part of God's kingdom and yet you don't have revelation? You've not heard a word for yourself. God in this hour is calling us, the Eli's of our church, to train up and teach the Samuels of our church. This is what it sounds like when God speaks. Oh God, help me not to take three times to say thus saith the word of God but allow me to be sensitive to his presence and know elders uh, saints of God uh, all seasoned saints uh, it's not time to retire uh, it's time to find a Samuel in your life uh, and say I'm going to show you uh, come on I'm going to teach you how to pray uh, I'm going to teach you how to fast I'm going to Open up the word of God. I'm going to be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you, not just serve out of duty. Samuel was just serving Eli out of duty because the word of God was rare and prophetic utterance and revelation was nowhere to be found. In my life and in yours, oh God help me. This is haunting me in the moment of this world where we're at uh, that we don't have time uh, to uh, uh, analyze and, and go through a committee. We don't have time for all the stuff. Uh, we need to find some Samuels. Uh, and I got news from you uh, for you. There's some Samuels in this room. Uh, there's some young men and women in this room uh, that they are hungry. They're next to God's presence. Uh, they're in God's house. Uh, but they need a revelation. They need an Eli to wake up. No matter what evil has been in your life, no matter what issues have been in your life, no matter what things have happened in your life, Eli in the moment uh, did not allow the sin of his sons uh, nor the craziness of his family uh, to take away from him realizing I've got a greater duty to do here. I've got a greater thing to do here. i got to tell him the truth. Uh, listen, son, uh, this is God talking to you. Uh, I'm not calling you. Ah. Uh, uh, I have a God that's calling you and when you hear him again don't tell him you're available tell him you're ready to listen don't tell him here am I that's important but you gotta move from the here am I to here speak Lord I hear you my amazing wife how do you know I have an amazing wife the first lady of this house she is my she is my rock she is my rock, and she is her and Jesus keep me saved. And uh, I, I, uh, I have a bad habit. I know I'm just the only one in the room where I tell her I'm listening. I look at her, but I have no idea what she's saying. None of you have that problem, right? Ladies, all your husbands are really all good, right? Right? Your kids are just, yeah, they're perfect, right? So I have this problem, and here lately it seems to have gotten worse, and I'm blaming it on COVID. <laughs> um, baby, I'm so sorry. I'm having COVID brain this morning. I'm so sorry. The other day, she told me something that was very important. 
or so she says. She told me something that was very important. And I, I, I guess I nodded. Um, I guess that I acknowledged her. And uh, three days later, she said, are you ready to go? I said, where are we going? She goes, I have this appointment I told you about. I need you to take me. I said, you didn't tell me about no appointment. She got that look in her eye. You never listen or hear me. Mm. There's been some moments in the last little bit where God's still talking and I nod my head, raise my hand and clap my hands. But I've not been hearing him. It's not a dishonest mistake because I, I promise my wife, sweetheart, I promise I don't remember. But I trust her enough that she's not just bluffing or just trying to you know, gaslight me. I, I don't know. I, I don't think she would do that. And so I had to trust that what she was saying was true. And guess what? It was 99% true, I'm sure. Uh, I'm giving 1% for me, right? But you got to understand with God, when he speaks to you, it's 100%. The issue is not whether he's talking. The issue is, are you listening? You can say till your dying breath, here am I, here am I. We can come to church, Lord, here am I. And that's important. We got to submit. We got to be available. But to be available, when I sit here and I say, she says, because nowadays she literally says to me, sweetheart, I need you to put down your phone and look at me. Okay, all right, all right, all right, that's why. She said, that's what you did the other day. You looked straight in my eyes, and you said, and you nodded your head and said, okay. And now, three days later, you're telling me you don't remember it whatsoever. You see, she tried to get all the distractions out of my face. She tried to make all the things as smooth as possible, so I had no excuse, so she could really nail me to the cross. But guess what? I still didn't hear her. Oh, I may have nodded in the moment, but three days later, I had no idea what I had breakfast yesterday, let alone what she said three days earlier. I didn't write it down. I didn't make it important. And the issue with me and the issue with God, the issue with me and Lisa is that I figured out that there are things that I can't just look at her and say that are important. I, I, we got to use some key words, right? I've got to put it in my calendar as she speaks. We're trying to adjust ourselves so that I can be better equipped to fight the battle of husband and wife. And there is a moment in your life where you have to decide that with God telling me something, if it was three days ago, I'm going to hide it so deep in my spirit, in my heart, uh, that I'm not going to walk away from it. I'm not going to forget the commitment I made to prayer, fasting, and his word. I'm not going to make it up and say, well, God, I'm sorry, I'm really busy today. Am I making sense? Am I helping you today? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving and praise. Listen, listen, this is, this is so powerful. Speak, Lord. Come on, say it. Now I want you to close your eyes and look to heaven. I want you to say it to the Lord. Come on. Speak, Lord. We find in verse 1 that the word of God was rare with no revelation. Rare with no revelation. In verse 3 we found that they were with the ark of God. 
They were worth the known place of his presence. God had said, I'm going to dwell between those cherubims. I am going to be there. And yet, there was no word from the Lord and no revelation. How was it that they fell into this place? How was it that Eli fell so far as to not bringing Samuel into the light of the word of God and the revelation of who God is? You see, Eli had a lot going on. Go and read your Bible. I won't take time to read all the passages, but go read how his sons had dishonored God's house. Go read all the chaos they had caused. Eli was ashamed, and Eli was burdened, and Eli let all the exterior things dictate what he was really supposed to be doing. I'm going to tell you something. I am not going to allow the outside world to attack what God has called me. Oh, it has done attack, but I'm going to refocus and say, listen, I know what God is saying. I'm going to stop listening to all the voices. I'm going to stop listening to all the confusion, all the callings, all the stuff, and I'm going to get down on my knees, and I'm going to find him for myself, and I am going to hear what God has to say. In this moment, Eli the priest and his sons had brought sin, everybody shout sin, to the tabernacle, and God hath withdrawn himself. Don't you think about this. This same ark had killed men for even getting close and touching it. This same ark had made idols fall and break apart. This same ark parted waters of the Jordan. This same ark was the one that got carried into the promised land that David danced before. This same ark, and yet it sat there in a dank dark place uh, with two men watching it for a moment uh, but they weren't watching it out of the David uh, that danced before it uh, they were not watching it out of the power that knocked down the idols uh, they were watching it out of duty and duty is important someone shout it's important Duty is important. There are things that we do that we do out of duty, not because we like it or want to do it, but because it's the right thing to do. But can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, you better get a revelation before too long uh, because duty will wear off. You better hear a word from the Lord because duty will wane and make God's presence go cold in your life. Are you hearing me today? Listen, I'm getting I'm getting close. To closing this. God hath withdrawn. And, and now it was affecting Samuel. Listen. Hear me today. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm being your pastor right now. Watch this. What happened. With God's presence. Withdrawing because the sin of others. Began to affect. Listen. It began to affect Samuel. Or the next generation where they thought that the word of God being rare and no revelation was normal. Eli and his sons were the problem. God could not show up where the sin was living it out and doing whatever it pleased. You can go home and read the rest of this story and how powerful and God delivered and God set free and Samuel became this amazing man of God. But for this moment, I want you to stay with me when I tell you that Samuel 
was being raised in the presence of God but didn't know the voice of God. Samuel was sleeping in the presence of God but had no revelation of who God was. Matter of fact, in verse 7, I already read it, but now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. He did not even know the voice of God. So much so that when God called him, he ran to Eli. It took Eli waking up to the moment, waking up to, I need to invest in the next generation. I've got to assure that God's word goes forth. That he began to say, Samuel, next time, don't just say, here am I. Say, speak, Lord. Your servant hears you. You see, listen to me carefully. They served in faithfulness. Eli's duty and Samuel's duty, Eli gave him that. That you serve not because you feel like serving, because you feel like staying all night, up all night and tending the, the fire of God and the, and, the, and the ark of God. But you serve for one reason. You serve because it's the right thing to do. Uh, and let me tell you something. Here's the beauty of serving out of duty. Uh, that God is drawn to faithfulness. Uh, do not despise what God is asking you to do uh, when you serve outside uh, of your call or outside of your ability. Uh, hear me today. Uh, if not for duty, Samuel would have never been in the room to hear God's voice. We don't serve because we are in the exact spot that we feel like or should feel like. We serve because we are doing the right thing and the righteous thing. We serve because God has called us to serve. And in our service, we find ourselves in places that God shows up in our lives. And he says, I know you've been faithful in the little things. And I'm going to make you faithful over the bigger things. Don't abandon service too quickly. Don't abandon God's duty upon your life. For in that duty, God showed up. If Samuel would not have been serving, even unknowingly who God was and the revelation of who he is, he would have never been in a place for God to say, Samuel, don't resent where you're at. Ask God, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. <laughs> in verse 4, we find the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And yet again, in verse 6, he says, Samuel, and he says, Where am I? And then a few minutes later, he says, Where am I? He asked three times. Someone shout three times. Aren't you glad for God's mercy? I said, Aren't you glad for God's mercy? God didn't quit on Samuel after the first call. God didn't quit on Samuel on the second call. God didn't quit on Samuel on the third call. Finally, Samuel woke up to what he should do. And God in this house, he doesn't care how far you've gone or how far you've fallen. What he cares about is will you wake up and will you hear my call? And will you answer me? And not just say, I'm going to show up, but show up and hear. Hear. The word of God. We find that after three times, Eli says, you've got to do three things. Hear me. You've got to do three things. I'm, I'm preaching this to me, to you. Let, let, me, let me just say this as plainly as I can, as much as I love you. I, I, my wife and I, we adore you. We love being your pastors. It is such an honor 
for us to be your pastors and we believe and know that God has amazing things. The best is yet to come and things, there's a, a wind of change in this place. If you were here this last Saturday, yesterday, there were 16 guys crying out to the Lord. The week, two weeks before that, there were 22 guys. The week there before in between, there were 30 women here praying. There's a spirit that's going on. There's something that is a fire catching. There's something of a wind of change. There's a new season that's coming. There's a new season that's here. Uh, there's a season of gladness, a season of confidence, a season that says, greater is he that's within me than he's in the world. There's a season of newness. There's a season where things in the spirit realm are changing. Listen to me today. Eli, in his moment of clarity, said this. You got to do three things, Samuel. Number one, Samuel, you must change when God calls who you focus on. You see, too many of us follow people instead of following God. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go, 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 go lay back down. I don't know what you're, you're having bad pizza dreams or something. Go, go, go back later. And three times. It wasn't until that fourth time that Eli says to him, listen, the next time God calls your name, don't come to me. I'm just a mere man and a priest. I want you to talk directly to your Savior. Samuel, you got to change who you're focused on. If you are focused on people over God, then you are going to be very, very frustrated. You're going to have sleepless nights. You're going to get up and down. You're going to go to the wrong place and be in the wrong moment. And you're never going to hear that moment where God truly speaks and you hear. Number two, Samuel, you've got to give God permission. Hear me? Permission to speak in your life. You see, God is a God that will not interfere with you. He is a God that says you are a creature of free will and free choice. And that's why God didn't just come down and say, Hey, Samuel, let's go. He came down and said, Samuel, here am I. He asked Samuel for permission. Samuel, will you follow me? Samuel, will you do my will? Samuel, will you be my voice box? Will you be my feet in my hands? You see, because God will not force you to do anything. He will only invite you to his promise. When you and I are in this life, we find ourselves responding to certain things. And one of the things that we must respond to, you can go ahead and start singing. We must respond to give permission for God to do what he wants to do you see a word from God without giving permission for that word to penetrate our hearts is simply a word in the wind it's not until you say yes Lord it's not until you like we sung this morning open myself it's not until you and I decide that we're going to do more than just say, here am I, but we're going to give him permission to speak. And when you give somebody permission to speak, it means you're going to obey or do what they say to do. You must be willing to hear him. You got to put down your phone. 
you got to focus on Jesus. And you got to say, okay, Lord, I'm, you got all of my attention. And I'm going to listen. But I'm not just going to listen. I'm going to hear you. Because when I hear you, it's something that's planted by the rivers of living water. There's something that goes on inside of me. And listen, the progression of God's call in your life is availability. Here I am. The second thing is revelation. Speak, Lord. I need a word from you. But the third thing is that, Lord, I'm ready to hear what you have me to do. I'm ready not just to listen as a casual observer. I'm not here just to hear the word of the Lord. I'm here to be a doer of the word of God. I want, Lord, to not just say, here am I, and speak. But, Lord, I want to say, I'll go. I'll do what you've called me to do. In this new season, God is challenging us, Pineview Church, uh, to give him permission to speak. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I began uh, this prayer about a month ago uh, where I began to say to God, uh, I want you to break up my fallow ground. Uh, I want you to speak like you've never spoke before. Uh, Lord, uh, I am here not just, not just to say I'm available but to say uh, I'm available and I'll do what you call me to do and I'll plant your word as revelation in my heart uh, Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 4 uh, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine uh, but according to their what own desires uh, because they have itching ears can I tell you something uh, you either have an ear for God uh, or an ear for the world uh, or an ear for your own selfish desires desires because they have itching ears and they will heap unto themselves teachers. Uh, teachers that do what? Tell them uh, what they want to hear. Uh, Eli, uh, you can't just tell me what I want to hear. Uh, I got to have a word from the Lord uh, because you see, it doesn't matter what Pastor Nate says. Uh, it matters what Pastor Nate transmits as the word of God. It doesn't matter what I do or you do. It matters what does thus say at the word of the Lord. Stop listening to all all these prophets and prophetess and, and all this stuff. Get focused in the Holy Ghost and understand that God wants to speak to you. He wants you to get on your knees and pray. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside into fables. My God, we are living in this hour. We are living in the time of apostasy uh, where right is wrong and wrong is right. Uh, we are living in the last days, saith the word of the Lord. Uh, and he's pouring out his spirit uh, to those that will say, Here am I. Speak, Lord. Speak into my life. Speak into my health. Speak into my children. Speak into my circumstance. Speak into my mind. Speak into my soul. Let me not just, Lord, ask you to speak, but when you begin to speak, let me be obedient to the things that you say. Somebody needs to lift their hand right now. Someone in this house right now. God is pricking your heart. I don't know who you are, but God is revealing something to you right now that he is trying to speak to you. But the ways of this world, the stuff of this world, it's not, listen, it's not enough just to show up. You've got to say, Lord, I'm going to engage. I'm going to find, I'm going to get desperate. I'm going to go till you call me and I hear a clear sound from heaven. I hear 
hear a clear sound from your word. I close with this. Eight times. Brother Carl, eight times. Eight times. John the Revelator writes in Revelation, He who has an ear. Eight times as we are revealed who Jesus is and how the last days are going to come about and their trans uh, what was going to happen in that moment uh, hear me today uh, John writes he pleads with the church of Laodicea he pleads with the churches of God in Ephesus he, tre- he pleads with them please if you have an ear if anybody uh, is not going to be carnal if anybody will find themselves at an altar uh, if you'll be sensitive uh, to not just come to church but come to church and see God's glory come and pray come and fast come and be a part why because we're in the last days can can you tell me uh, that we're not in the last days Uh, the signs are everywhere Uh, eight times Paul I'm sorry John writes and says he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the church He wants to speak. Can I get an amen? He wants to speak, but you've got to give him permission to speak into your life. Are you afraid to let him totally take control? I come on, I'm going to invite you uh, to the best day of your life uh, when you let him fill you with the Holy Spirit speaking with other tongues. When you say, uh, not my will, but thy will be done. Uh, when he allows you uh, to be broke free from all that has bound you, uh, from the alcoholism, from all of the things that have attacked you, from sexual abuse, from church abuse, uh, from all the verbal abuse from the things that hold you back your childhood your depression I'm here to preach to somebody I feel the Holy Ghost in this house that God is in this place he's here to say if you'll invite me to your problem I'll speak into it I'll say be thou removed in the name of Jesus I will heal you I will set you free but you have to be willing to say first here am I speak Lord Speak, Lord. Here am I. Speak, Lord. I'm ready to hear you, Lord. I'm ready to do what you're telling me to do. I'm ready to hear that I need to get the sin out of my life because sin and your worthiness cannot stay in the same room. Lord, I, I have the Holy Ghost, but it's laying over in the corner and it's dormant in my life. I've been talking in tongues all my life, but Lord, I, I'm sleeping next to your glory and I hear no word from you. I don't know why I don't feel goosebumps anymore. I don't know why I don't understand. Oh, I feel like I'm in a desert, like I'm not being fed. But Lord, it's not that your word is not in the covenant. It's not that the manna is not in the place that you promised it to be. Uh, but rather, it's me. It's me because I have not heard you. I have not given you permission to speak. 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 You can have it all. You know what? I've delivered this word. I've done what God told me to do. I've been preaching for three weeks about new seasons. And I feel like in the spirit I have been 
have been pleading with some of your souls. I have not spoke to you, but I have been praying over your souls because I sense in the Holy Ghost you're in a spirit of confusion. I sense in the Holy Ghost that there has been so long since you've been in His presence uh, that you're sleeping uh, next to uh, the ark, uh, but you cannot feel Him any longer. God, help me, Jesus. You've got to decide. I have got to decide. Am I willing to say, here I am, God. Here I am. This altar is open. If you need to go, you can go. But God is looking for a people that's called by His name. I'm too old to just have church. I'm too tired just to to get by on the skating rink of His glory. I want I want Him to speak. I want Him to move. I want Him, and therefore He will draw all men to Him. He will draw you closer if you desire. Seek Him, and He may be found. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Stand with me today. Yes, Lord.